0: Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.
1: McDavid left side to Arby. He'll bring it in over the line. He'll cut to the middle. The shot saved by Hogberg. Rebound. Scores. Yes, the Puliari gets his own rebound. He gets his first goal of the season, and the Oilers are up two
2: nothing.
3: Yesi Pugliave, good showing from him tonight. He scores twice, his first two of the year, and the Edmonton Oilers have won three straight. They knock off the Ottawa Senators 4-2. Darnell Nurse and Leon Dreisaitl also scoring. Connor McDavid with a couple of assists, so it is now an eight-game point streak for both McDavid and Dreisaitl. Pretty good season debut for Evan Bouchard on the back end. He played 16 56. He had an assist. He had four shots on goal, and he was plus one. The Oilers, six and six on the year, back to 500 for the first time since the second game of the year after they beat Vancouver. The Senators, they are having a tough go. They are one, eight, and one, winless in their last nine. All they have in there is a single Oh, eight and 0-8-1, since winning their first game of the season. 10-52, thanks for joining us tonight. Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on 630, Chad, along with Rob Brown, Iron Reed Wilkins. Well, there it is. He's got a lot of oil country. Pull it for him. He gets in the goal column not once, but twice tonight. Yes, he pulled the RV.
4: Well, he he did what he's been doing for the last eight, nine games, and he was finally rewarded for it. We've talked about that we we like the compete and the battle and and the the details in the offensive zone that we've missed the last time he was with us. And this time he's doing those little things. His first goal, he stops on the net, gets his own rebound. His second goal, he's driving the net, he deflects the puck in. Uh, the confidence soared. He looked. You could see his body language. He was excited. He, he wanted the puck. He's screaming for him. He's doing the beaver tail on the ice trying to get his, his defenseman's attention because he wants, he wants the puck at all times, and, he, and you like those things. Um, this was a, hopefully a night that the confidence grew in him so that as, as he goes forward now, the goals are a little easier to come. He's, we, we've had a number of callers call in and say, is he gripping his stick to type? It, it nerves getting to him. And it would be. Uh, when you came when he comes back here, he's expecting for some success. He had success over in Finland. Here's his last chance. He wants things to go well early. He gets his shot on the first line. And the breaks weren't coming for him. Well, tonight they did. Tonight the bounces came for him. You could tip a 1,000 pucks. You don't know where they're going so sometimes they go in sometimes they go wide the ones tonight go in for them and uh, the first goal is just pretty so yes uh, is finally rewarded for the effort that he has put in and hopefully this will carry over into the next game because they just get bigger they're playing going to start playing better hockey clubs again that's where you need yes to step up
3: 14 and a half minutes for pully arvy tonight plus one three shots on goal with the two goals so a nice outing for him for sure and you mentioned the Qo the quality of the opponent. I mean, the Oilers did what they had to do. Certainly, Ottawa hung around in this game. I think you made a good point. They were pretty deflated after the third goal. They outplayed the Oilers in the third period. I mean, they, they didn't go away, but they didn't score until there was 29 seconds left. If they get an early goal, maybe it's different. But from an Oilers standpoint you're playing everybody at least nine times some teams 10 so you gotta try to win season series right now everybody is beating ottawa so you had to beat ottawa Mm -hmm. twice just to kind of keep pace it's it's interesting looking at the standings right now because the games played is so different so you sort of have to go off points percentage and edmonton vancouver calgary all sort of around 500 right now with with ottawa trailing but for the most part in this two game set the Oilers did everything they needed to do to beat this team they
4: did and you want your stars to be up for big games when when you know, we've seen it when connor and leon went against the maple leafs i mean those were exciting games and connor and leon were on fire um no player is able to maintain that kind of focus that kind of intensity motion whatever word you want to use over the course of an entire season so sometimes when you play games that are out of hand early you lose interest and tonight it it honestly look after the the others scored the third goal to go up three nothing in the first period it looked like they lost interest they had enough interest in the game to know they're going to bring home the two points but the the fire wasn't there anymore and 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 for a bunch of reasons one um there they didn't need it two You don't want to embarrass an opponent because, as you said, they can play these guys seven more times uh, on the season. You want to send a message that it's going to be hard for you to to beat us, but we're not going to rub it in your faces. So tonight, uh, Connor and Leon were good enough to to get their points, to get the win, but the games that we see that when they're special – We'll see those against the Calgarys, the Montreals, and the Torontos. Tonight was just a a nice game for the Oilers to get two points, feel good about the sweep, and prepare themselves for some bigger games ahead. Credit to Miko Koskinen. I thought a tidy performance
3: Mm -hmm. by him after getting Sunday off. He stops 24 of 25. A few good saves, especially in the third. I mean, you got that one off the shoulder from Stutzla. Nick Paul had a backhand right in the first minute of the third period. If that goes in, could have changed the complexion of the game a little bit. So Koskinen does his job tonight, gets the win, and uh, good for him coming back after having Sunday off.
4: It is, and you start thinking now. He it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So in seven days, he's going to play one game before the next game that he plays. So that, that's the rest that he needed. Uh, it wasn't a... Taxing game for him tonight. Um, I mean, the, there was a lot more uh, opportunities against Skinner the other night. I mean, Ottawa pushed that game more so than they did tonight. They were deflated early, but Koskinen, like McDavid, like saddle like the stars of this team, played good enough. It was a good, tidy effort, and preparing himself for the for the next big outing, outing on on Saturday. The only thing I, that I didn't like about this game and it, it goes on against the Senators. The Senators could have pushed back at any time in this game, and, I, and I'm talking about Kachuk here. For, for 59 minutes and 58 seconds, he played a fairly quiet game, and then in the last few seconds of the game, he runs. I, I'm not sure who it was on the boards, but he, he ran someone first, and then he went after Cassian which is fine if you do it in the first shift of the first period or the first shift of the second or the first shift of the third, why wait and do that at the end of the game? You're not sending a message. I mean, if you want want to have some emotion, intensity in the game, do it when the game matters. Do it when the game's on the line. And so that to me was uh, disappointing. Because he can be an effective player. And what he did at the end, if he would have done that at the beginning of the second period, maybe it lights a fire under his team. Maybe this game isn't lifeless. But to do it at the end of the game, to me, is just an absolute waste. And it was more or less saying, yeah, I'm done. And I'm tired of this. So, yeah, I was i was disappointed in that. But as far as from the Oilers, it was a a very workmanlike game that accomplished exactly what they set out to do, and was get four points against the Ottawa Senators.
3: Well, and and Koskinen easily the better goaltender <laughs> in this game, and I, I mean, like Ottawa, they're they're challenged in the lineup. Uh-huh. I, I didn't get. To, I, I mean, sure they had they had sags in these two games, where clearly it's def- deflating yep. to, to be behind and trying to play catch up. I mean, you are down five one fourteen minutes into the game on Sunday. You are down three nothing fourteen and a half minutes into this game. That's not pleasant or inspire a lot of energy. But you know, we've seen. Uh, mediocre or in some cases even bad lineups in the NHL over the years been held in games or and maybe even held in playoff races purely by, by good goaltending. You know, Ottawa doesn't have a great lineup, and right now they have the worst goaltending in the, defi- in the
4: division, and it's not close. It, I, I mean, one thing, we, we don't follow any other divisions anymore because it doesn't really matter well, to the Oilers. Th- this is <laughs> their league this so, year, right? But I'm guessing this is the worst goaltending duo in the national hockey league and i think that's not even close either um the ottawa senators knew that they were in the midst of a rebuild and i know that you and bob talked at the beginning of this game about the number of high quality draft picks that are not here yet but they're going to be coming soon so it, it it they went out and signed this murray for 25 million dollars i got text today why don't the, the, the ottawa's never gonna do anything until they sign a goalie well, or trade for a goalie or pick up a goalie, they can't. They got yeah, twenty. They tried to. They got twenty-five million tied into this and, and guy. And maybe he's still going to be a good
3: goalie. I mean, you don't, you don't yes, know. Yes, you I, don't know. I know it didn't go well at the end of his tenure in Pittsburgh, but and he's not. You no, know, he's not forty-two years old. He's in his mid-twenties. So, so maybe. But he gets pulled, and Hogberg just overall not good enough. The,
4: the, the goal that was scored by Leon Drysett. Leon Drysettle was embarrassed after he scored. <laughs> but like I mean, he didn't even celebrate. He had half a net to shoot at. Like, that's a uh, that's a practice goalie that you bring out of, uh, you know, it's the 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 Zamboni driver that's coming into practice, and he's taking shots Shot and the... loses his angle. <laughs> like, seriously, I mean, we're sitting up here, and we have a perfect angle from where it is because we were looking at that direction. And we're up here like, oh, my God, look at the, how much net's wide open. So, again, he wasn't picking a corner. He was picking a, a side of the net. I mean, it was – I mean, this is Leon so the – you know, the MVP of the National Hockey he's not going to miss that. That is incredibly deflating to this team. So you're right. A, a, a t- an average team that works hard stays in games with good goaltending. Uh, an average team that works hard but is, you know, handcuffed when it comes to scoring goals or is out of games early if their goalie doesn't give them a save. And we've, we've only seen two games but their goaltending have been terrible all year long, and that was the biggest reason that the Ottawa Senators lost both games here against the Oilers. All
3: right, so the Oilers win at 4-2. Let's hear from head coach Dave Tippett, courtesy Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes, and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan, and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress.
1: Dave, you got out to a lead, 3-0 and then four, but you didn't really give up a lot. I know you wanted to improve your team's five-on-five five play defensively. Can you talk about playing with the lead and, and not getting loose?
0: Yeah, we were much better tonight than we were the other night. Turned over a few pucks in the third, but for the most part, we were, uh, we were pretty solid, and uh, that's what we were looking for from our group tonight. Like we, we knew we are playing against a desperate team. we got to play a strong defending game, and for the first two periods, we were pretty solid. Our penalty kill really was was strong tonight, too, which was a good sign.
1: And uh, Cahoon got going on the weekend, and then uh, tonight, Jesse Puglia-Arby gets his uh, first two goals. Uh, the first one, a really nice one, then a deflection. Uh, he's worked really hard, really, really hasn't got any, uh, any puck luck, maybe, if you want to use that term, or, or finish around. But how big do you think those two goals are for him? Uh, he had a pretty big uh, uh, smile and two-handed celebration coming to the bench.
0: You know what? He's... he's uh, I've been talking to him quite a bit. He's such a good kid. And he's, you know, I, he says it doesn't bother him, but it's its great to see him get on the board. And he's hes one of our top guys being around not just chances himself, but, uh, but helping create chances for other people. So you'd like to see him get rewarded for that work. And tonight he got rewarded for it. I mean, his first goal was a real, real nice goal, great second effort. And um, so it's, you know, it's... Anybody, if you don't, if you feel like you're not scoring, you just there's that extra little bit of pressure you're putting on yourself, and it's good to see that he got a couple. He's got a big smile on his face, and uh, hopefully that pushes him along now. Jim Matheson, Post Media.
5: Uh, I got to ask you about Evan Bouchard. He hasn't played in a game in the NHL in two and a half years. How you thought he was today?
0: Really solid. Really solid. Um, you know, it's a that's a tough thing for you to jump into a game like that, and, and you know, every game maybe these points are critical for us. So, jump in, and uh, I think he was, I think he got 17 or 18, 19 minutes, something like that. But uh, I was really, really pleased with this game. He just smarted and uh, got an assist on a real a good shot from the point, and uh, just jumped in and, and didn't look out of place at all. So that's a real good sign for a young player. Is that what
5: you like about him? I mean, a lot of young players are kind of running all over the ice, trying to make it a make an impression. Where he he tends to play a what looks like a quieter game, except when he's got the puck on his stick and it's yeah. usually getting getting to the net.
0: I would say I would say a little controlled, not quiet, controlled game where he's uh, you know he he doesn't spend any extra en- energy when he doesn't need to, but he's very smart. He's in position a lot of times, so. Uh, he's, a, he's a young player that's going to continue to grow. You know, he's going to be a real good NHL player. Just, it's a bit of a weird year for him with no training ca- or no exhibition games and just kind of just the whole way of the world with him playing over in Europe and then coming back. So he'll, uh, he'll slowly get, uh, get up and going here and uh, he had a great start tonight. So it's all up from here. Ryan Rashad, TSN.
2: David, it seems like you put a lot of work in in, in, you know, changing some things, you know, physically. And I'm not sure if if you would agree, but he looks like he's got some
0: extra pop in his step and he's getting around in a
2: different way. How much do you notice that from maybe what you saw him before and and even
0: on game tape a few years ago? You know what he's done? He's matured. He's gone from a junior player to a man playing in a men's game. And it's maturity, mental maturity, And recognizing how hard you have to work in the pro game to uh, physical maturity of his body, the workouts and and the conditions he's in, in. he can jump in a game and not feel like he's behind. So he's, uh, he's, he's just a top prospect that's continuing to mature and he's going to become a real good player. You mentioned before, um, and I meant
2: there's some internal numbers that you have, but just on Cool Yarby and what he was generating for you, even though the offense wasn't coming, can you shine a little bit more of a light on to what your numbers were telling you about his game and why you believed this was coming?
0: Well, it was just around a lot of chances, creating a lot of chances and um, probably more, more helping create chances than he was actually getting. But it's the work he puts in. It's a little bit like Yamamoto, where he creates a lot of chances just by the work, hounding pucks and creating loose pucks and, and keeping pucks alive that uh, that create chances eventually. So he's around a lot of those a lot of those uh, chances, and it's great to see him get rewarded tonight. Finish on a couple of them.
6: Tony Barrow, Oilers TV. Dave, again on Yesi Paul RB. Do you feel like his sense of comfort? As his relationship develops with the club, it has been continuously progressing as the season
0: has gone on. Yeah, I mean, he, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know what happened in the past, but he came in. He had a great attitude, and uh, I know a lot of the players had reached out to him the summer after he signed, and uh, so he's come in, and it's, uh, it's been seamless. He's, he's a big guy, likes to have fun, and, you know. He's smiling all the time. He's fit in very well in the dressing room, so. Uh, you know, I, I've just seen a good player that's come in, and he's enjoying playing and enjoying his teammates. So, um, you know, that that's all I can tell you. That's what I've seen, and that's you know, it's been a good, it's been a good fit for him.
6: You get 23 saves from Mikko Koskin. How important was it for him to get Sunday off so he was rejuvenated tonight?
0: <laughs> well. It was, uh, we needed to get him a day off, you know, playing 10 in a row or whatever it was. That's uh, not ideal, but that's the situation we were in with the injury to Schmidt. So, um, you know, Schmidt's a week or so away from back playing. So now we got Koski a little rest, and we've got a three day break here that he'll get a little more rest. So it's uh, hopefully we'll get back into a rhythm with both our guys.
5: Rob
6: Tchaikovsky, Post Media.
7: Dave, uh, when you guys got off to that three and six start, there was, you know, there was concern on a lot of different fronts. Can you can you maybe discuss the importance of getting things turned around in these last three
0: games and getting back to 500 heading into the break? Well, we come home for that home, for the homestand, and we, you know, we kind of had that that goal in mind that we had, we have to get there. But that being said, you know, we're there were some things we were doing, even when we were losing some games. There's some things we were doing that we liked on our team, but then we were just kind of we were making a mistake at the wrong time or taking a penalty at the wrong time that was kind of putting us behind the eight ball. So there were some learning experiences we had to go through, but I don't mind, you know, our game moving forward here. Like the game last night or the game, the first game against Ottawa was kind of a sloppy game, but uh, but the game tonight was was much better. And, you know, we, we've got to continue to get better. It's still, you know, we're 12 games in or whatever it's a short season, but you've got to continue to get better if you're, if you're going to compete for a playoff spot. And that's where I feel like we've taken some steps from where we were, but there's more steps to take. So this will be a real challenge, this road trip coming up, and uh, hopefully we're up for that challenge. Uh,
7: do you have to temper the excitement a little bit over the last couple of games because you're playing
0: against a struggling team, or maybe the fact that you've got to turn around against Toronto first kind of validate where you're at right now? You know what? We... W- we don't talk so much about the other team. We, I mean, I, everything we address is about what our team is doing, and it doesn't matter who you play. Every, every team's a good team. You can any team can beat you, and you can beat any team. But, but it's how we play, and we want to continue to build our game. So, whether you're playing a top team or a, a team lower in the standings, it's it's you got to compete. You got to do the same things that'll give you a ch- yourself a chance to win. So, those are the things that we've been. Really pounding on here, and we're going to have to continue to pound on them because there's still there's still more growth in our game that we have to we have to find if we're going to be a be a playoff team.
6: Final two here: Jason Greger, then Jim Matheson.
1: Uh, Dave, uh, two quick ones. Eight. Did you guys check at all the Gaetan Haas goal because it looked like it went in before the buzzer sounded?
0: Gaetan Haas goal.
1: Right at the end of the game.
0: No, I didn't. Didn't even check oh, okay. it. Uh,
1: okay, and then secondly, um, I know Russell and Jones can play the right side no problem. Uh, with Evan Bouchard, when Ethan Bear comes back, you know you have four right shots.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Are
1: any of them comfortable playing the left side?
0: None of them. None of them have played over there, but we'll see how that goes.
6: Last question, Jim Matheson.
5: Couple of things, Dave. Uh, is it nice to have a post-game press conference
0: where we're not talking about McDavid and Drysdale? <laughs> well, I don't mind talking about anybody. When those guys, you know, have nights like they did the other night, they should be talked about. So, it's uh, you know, it, it's it's tonight was more a good team win. We did a lot of lot of things that, on the positive side, is from a team aspect. Um, you know, we had a couple of young players, and Jesse and Bouchard were contributors in the game. So that's uh, that's. You're probably right. It is probably nice to talk about other guys.
5: And one last thing about Bouchard, you've got so many defensemen. Does this complicate things for you with Bouchard? Now he looks like he can maybe play several
0: games. You just still got way too many defensemen, and you just have to wheel guys in and out. Well, just it's, it's. This is gonna. There's gonna be some stuff comes up during this year that injuries or fatigue or whatever you're going to need everybody so I think it's a luxury I know it's uh hard to divvy out ice time and who's going to play and we'll have to figure that out but it's uh it's a luxury to have people that can play and that's I think we're gonna I think you're gonna find along the way here we're gonna use everybody Thank you. This concludes tonight's post-game media availability.
3: All right, that's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. They beat the Senators 4-2. Jim Matheson apparently asking his questions from the back <laughs> of a police cruiser. We'll have to get that story tomorrow. A lot of talk, obviously, about Yessi Pugliarvi. Rob and I addressed that earlier. Pretty solid game from him. The Gaetan Haas goal was not a goal. While that scrum was breaking out of the Ottawa bench, Haas got the puck and went in and took a shot and scored, there was a replay shown that I saw here on a monitor, and the puck did cross the line after the clock went to zero. So there was it, it was not a goal.
4: I, I didn't even knew, know that. I didn't know what he was talking about because I was watching everything that well, was going on the bench. I didn't know to know that they went in and took a shot.
3: Well, I, I, I had the headphones on, so I heard Cam call it, and looked, and I was like, "Oh, I guess he scored." And then the buzzer was going, and the scrum was breaking out. So I'm sure they looked at it. I mean, they they have to look at it, whether it affects the game or not. Who the NHL? The yeah, NHL. the NHL. Would they they them, always yeah. they always look at it. So it, it did go in after the clock hit zero. Evan Bouchard, man, I want to see him again. I I want to see him again. 16:56 of ice time. He can handle the puck, and he can get to the puck to the net.
4: Uh, when the puck's in his sticks, not a problem. Not a problem at all. He, he sees the ice well. He's very good at changing the angle when he's at the blue line to make sure he gets pucks towards the net. And he's a guy that uh, before the puck gets to him, he already knows where guys are in front of the net. You saw him trying to shoot pucks wide at guys' sticks, uh, make plays. He, he's smart. Uh, but as I said with Bob, tonight wasn't a true test of his ability at this level. At this time because he was playing against an Ottawa senator team that you know 15 minutes into the game were so deflated it wasn't it, it wasn't a true stress test for Bouchard uh, when he starts playing we start playing the Canadians the Leafs the, uh, well actually anyone in the division other than Ottawa when he's put under stress when he has to go back a little quicker to pick up the puck when the forecheck is a little more aggressive uh, when the physicality picks up that's when you want to see what he's capable of doing now if, for you to see that he's got to play you can't you know say he can or can't do it unless you put him in a situation where he can find out where he's at now Bouchard is going to be a good defenseman for the Edmonton Oilers at some point is that some point game 15 or game 25 or game 30 this year or is that next season the only way to get a good idea is you give him an opportunity to see if he's capable of doing it when we start playing good teams Now, the the little wrinkle, and Dave Tippett alluded to, there's a lot of good players here. There's a lot of players he has to get in and out of the lineup. It's not easy. Bouchard will get another chance. Uh, Whether or not it's Saturday night, I don't know.
3: Oilers win at 4-2 as we check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers? Head to edmontontrailer.com. The Jets beat the Flames 3-2. Avalanche get by the Wild 2-1. It is the Canadians beating the Canucks 5-3. Hurricanes beat the Blackhawks 4-3 in a shootout. St. Louis wins at home 4-3 against the Coyotes. Dallas doubles up on the Blue Jackets 6-3. Ducks over the Kings 3-1 the Edmonton trailer scoreboard. All right, you're going to hear from Evan Bouchard and Jesse Pugliarvi when we get back. The Oilers take it 4-2. This is Heartland Ford, overtime open line.
1: Our Tim and up the right wing comes Drysidle into the Ottawa, and he'll shoot! Go! Dry side will snap the puck down the right wing, and he makes
3: it 3-0 Edmonton. Oilers win 4-2 over the Senators. Each Oilers goal this season. James H. Brown and Associates, serious injury lawyers, giving $100 to 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous the total for the season. After adding 400 bucks in tonight, now $4,200. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We're looking for someone to finish the play this evening. Oh, do Rob and I ever have fun with that? A couple of texts to get to. This fan says, man, does Bouchard make some real solid little subtle plays? He did that all game long. Gets his shot through every time. Looking forward to seeing him make his way into the lineup full time at some point. Good for Yessi getting those two. Love the first goal following up his own shot and making a nice move. And another texter says, hi, guys. I would have liked to hear the coach speak about Kyle Turris only six minutes tonight. And each time he was on the ice, he was a liability and then took a weak two-minute penalty with nine minutes left in the third. Would like to see this experiment end. What do you guys think? Well, I don't think Kyle Turris is an experiment. I I think he's someone they they need to play better, and mm-hmm. who I think will be given opportunities to play better. But right now, his ice time has been reduced because he's been outplayed, uh, or perhaps he hasn't played well enough. Uh, but I I don't I don't see Kyle Turris as an experiment. I I that's somebody they they're well, not going to say okay we're done after 12 games. They they need him to perform.
4: Well, they've got him for 2 years.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean,
4: he was brought in here to be a solid third line centerman and and help uh tutor Yessi. Um and it has not been the start that he's he's wanted. Uh he is ice time has started to dwindle. Uh, I I said last game there was a shift that Kyle Turris had where, and I've I've had one before, all players have had bad shifts in their career, and I've had one just like that, where every time the puck came to him, he messed it up. It, it bounced off his foot. He made a bad pass, came right back to him, he bobbled it, and it was like one of those ones where you cannot get off the ice quick enough, and as he was going off the ice, the puck came to again, and he fumbled it again, and, and it more or less summed up his, his start here in Edmonton, where everything that he touches turns out wrong and uh tonight was uh i think a message that was sent from the coaching staff you know he he moved from the, th- the third line down to the fourth line Haas again looked comfortable playing in that position Haas got 16 and a half minutes yeah i mean it, what you want is a, a player is you want to earn the coach's trust and you earn the coach's trust first in your own zone that's where the coach try, says, okay, you know what? If I put him out there, I know he's going to make the right play. He's going to get pucks out. He's going to be in the right place defensively. We'll worry about the offensive side when a, a, as we go forward. But if I want to trust him to be on the ice in, in critical, critical situations against the other team's uh, you know, better players, uh, he's got to be able to show me that he's capable of doing this. Now, Haas is a guy that's probably played third line or, or defensive type minutes in his career whether it be in Europe or, or, or before Cal Turst has always been an offensive player and he was an, auto, he's an offensive player Nashville brought him to Nashville gave him a good contract because they thought he could be a big part of that team offensively it didn't work out uh, he's trying to reinvent himself here in Edmonton and it's not easy when your first thought has always been offense every time the pucks come to you, your first thought is okay make a play well now that's not what it should be He's going to be playing with an Archibald and a Cassian. His first job is dump the puck in. Uh, His first thought in his own zone, flip the puck out. And uh, until you embrace that completely, you may always be right on that teeter-totter. Okay, do I make this play or do I do this? Mm -hmm. Do I cheat a little bit? Do I play the safe way? And if you're not completely committed to playing the proper way, you see what we've seen through the first... 11, 12 games. So, uh, yeah, I agree. It's not an experiment. They need him to be better. Uh, They've got, you know, money invested in him and time invested in him. It's a matter of, Kyle, all offensive players can be good defensive players because playing good defense is just about details and hard work. That's all it is. Uh, Scoring goals is hard. Playing defense is it, but you got to commit yourself to it and you got to fully immerse yourself in it. And I don't know if Turris has done that yet. Maybe six minutes in a game against the Ottawa Senators is a wake-up call that he's got to be better if he wants more ice
3: time. Yeah, 8.52 his final ice time tonight and didn't get on the ice a lot shorthanded, just a minute 23. Haas has kind of supplanted him there. I mean, Haas played 5.42 shorthanded and the Orthers were 5 for
4: 5 on the penalty kill. Ha- Haas is smart. I mean, he makes... Uh, nifty little plays a, a uh, subtle a, a, you don't you don't notice you know the behind the back pass or the through the legs deke or things like that but you also never see him in trouble you never see him fumble the puck um, he makes smart decisions and when you're a third or fourth line player all your decisions have to be smart if leon start skates up the ice and tries to go walk a defenseman and doesn't get around them fine that's okay leon you've got a bit more freedom if kyle turris does that and you turn the puck over well okay now we're going to sit and have a talk between but he's periods. not even
3: trying to do that he's not well, really noticeable in the offensive end well, at this point and, he, and no you're right and oh. again talking about the the qo the quality of the opponent I mean, you'd hope this was the type of team you might notice him against. I, I mean, look, look, Barry and Turris were kind of in the same bucket a week ago. Yep. Two free agent signings the Oilers brought in to fill a very specific role mm-hmm. and a very specific need. I would say the last three games for Barry have been his three best games of the
4: 12. The advantage Barry has is Barry was brought in to do the same thing he's always done. Barry's always been an offensive defenseman yeah. that runs a power play. Turris is being brought in to be a third-line checking role type of center. That's new to him. Now, again, the onus is on him to be that guy. Um, He just hasn't been yet. And uh, a guy that was on COVID COVID protocol and has been out of the lineup for a month has come in and in two games has taken taken his spot and looked much more comfortable in that role. And then uh, you start thinking, okay, is Kyle Turris, is he going to be our fourth line center? Because, I mean, we could find... A guy like Jujar Kara, who's a much better penalty killer, can come in and do that role at a lot cheaper price. I don't know, but it's tough for Kyle Touris right now. He's yeah,
3: hopefully he still gets it going.
4: Yeah, well he he's got talent. Hey, that didn't leave him. He's just trying to find his way here with the new franchise and so far it hasn't worked out very well. Seven eight zero
3: four nine six zero zero six three. We have Brandon on the line who's also gonna be our finish the play contestant this evening. Brandon, what's on your mind first of all?
2: How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. So, two things. Number one, in your guys' opinion, do you see Evan Bouchard getting in against Calgary, or do you see again maybe holding him up for the next the back to back against Ottawa? And what do you think from Tyson Berry? That's really changing because I think like, I agree with you. It's been his best games lately. He looks really good both on offense and defense. Like this is really
4: good to see him uh, getting his confidence back. Um, to answer your first question, I think it all depends if Bear is back. I, 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 we don't, we have no idea if Bear is going to play in the next game. He's day today. He's day. If Bear plays, then I don't know if Bouchard's in the lineup. Um, I don't know if they go seven forward or seven D again. And if they go sixty, that means two guys have to come out. So, uh, honestly, I don't know. Um, I would say 50-50 if he plays Saturday. But if Bear, yeah, I, I don't know. And as far as Barry, I just think he's more assertive. I think that when – I remember Bear more when he was in Colorado than I did with when he was with Toronto because we didn't see Toronto as much. Colorado we saw all the time. And when he, had, when he played here, he'd make mistakes defensively, but when he had the puck, he, he was electrifying at times. He was a guy that would, you know, go end-to-end. He'd make those 360s. He, he'd put as many pucks as possible on net. He wasn't afraid to make the high-risk pass. But in the first number of games here, you never saw him shoot the puck. He seemed tentative. And, again, coming to a new team, I mean, you're not going to the Ottawa Senators or the Vancouver Canucks where, you know, everybody is about the same. You're going to a team that's got the two best players in the National Hockey League and you're playing a lot of the time with them and you defer to them sometimes like i'm going to give them the puck because i mean they're really good with them and i don't want to take away from what they've been successful with but the last few games he started shooting the puck that's why he was here he's a right-handed shot with a big one-timer he started shooting the puck and when he started doing that he started gaining confidence And you can see that in his game in the last three. He looks confident. He looks like a player that wants the puck now where before he looked like a player that just wanted to give it to the other guys and hope things worked out. So he's much more assertive now and it's very noticeable.
3: Brandon, would you leave Bouchard in even if Bear can play Saturday?
4: (laughs) Me? No,
2: because I'm always looking at the negatives because I'm European, but you know, um, no, just with Calgary's a pretty dirty team. I just don't want to, risk Evan Bouchard getting injured, especially with another Kachuk coming up the line. Know, right. That's just me, though.
3: Oh, fair enough. All right, we're going to finish the play with you. You already have a Hungry Herd premium <laughs> sampler box. Hungry Herd, top-quality meats delivered right to your door at everyday low prices. Alberta owned and operated. Kellen, what do we have? And it comes back to the point. Nurse shoots! Scott
2: on
3: the way, and it's one nothing Edmonton. Uh, we're going to have some fun with you here, Brandon. Darnell Nurse has a sister named Kia. She is one of Canada's top players in what sport?
2: Oh, basketball. She's in the WNBA.
3: Absolutely, buddy. Your name's going into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 gift certificate to Visions Electronics. That's courtesy PF Custom Countertops. Support local with a PF renovation. Get started at pfcustomcountertops.com Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. As the Oilers win four two, yeah, it's it's interesting on on the back end. Uh, you know, we'll see with Bear. They're 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 off tomorrow, so we'll see if he even skates on Thursday. Um, you know, Lagesson was in again tonight. He doesn't play a ton. He played eight fifty three. Four minutes shorthanded, so almost <laughs> he's a bit of a specialist. Uh, what did Cuckoo play tonight? Didn't notice him as Cuckoo much. Cuckoo was only played eight nine. Yeah. So I don't know. Chris uh, Chris Russell played nineteen twelve. He got used quite a bit. I, I I'd like to see Bouchard get another look. No, uh, i I mean, I, I, really, I, agree. I really would.
4: I agree too. I mean, again, you you, you got to give him a stress test. Um, Calgary would be a stress test. It'd be a much uh, a much harder game. Uh, there's going to be a better forecheck. I mean, there's going to be much more emotion, intensity. Uh, he, the one thing that we, we heard about uh, Bouchard is his, um, what's the word I'm looking for, is initiative. His is is getting in quick, is doing everything faster. And you know, again, tonight you had all the time in the world to make plays. Uh, because, I mean, Ottawa isn't, you know, they're not world beaters. But can he do it in a game where he's, got, he's under pressure, where he's got to make decisions quickly? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, 2-2 two, two
3: with five minutes left in the third, and he's going to get drilled.
4: Well, first shift of the game, when all of a sudden the puck gets put in and Kachuk's coming full blast at you or Bennett's coming full blast at you. And you got to make a play with knowing that he's coming. Uh, so uh, you, you've got to find out at some point. You do to see if he's capable of doing it. And, and you aren't going to do it if he's on the taxi squad. So you got to make a decision. And, but then again, Dave Tippett's going to decide what he thinks is best for his team. I mean, he sat out a guy at two goals last game. Right. <laughs> in a win. Right. And, and actually went, he, he took him out for a defenseman. So it's, it's not like someone, another four was taking his spot. He put a defenseman in and he sat him out. So uh, I, I, would, I agree. I'd like to see Bouchard play against a team that's uh, in, a, in an important big game. And that would be, again, any team other than Ottawa, they're going to be bigger. And Calgary being I mean, the first game against the Calgary Flames, that's going to be exciting. Calgary lost a, a big game today against Winnipeg. So uh, I think they still play another game between, before, between now yep. and then, too.
3: Bouchard, into the lineup, has an assist first game of the year. That's our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. If it hurts to see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com hockey. We have Josh standing by. Hey, Josh, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead.
2: Thanks. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Good. Just want to talk about Yassi uh, Um His game has uh, improved quite a bit, it looks like, this year. His previous stint in Edmonton, he always looked one step behind the eight ball. Uh, he just looks a lot smoother this year. That first goal he scored today, that was a nice goal for him to get off of the schneid, I guess.
3: Yeah, I, I I agree. I think comfortable is is a good word. And and you know we've seen moments where he still might look a little nervous or or mishandles the puck, but you know generally his body position and his just general uh you know sense of where he needs to be to forecheck and keep pucks alive is 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 a lot better. And yeah, I mean it's nice that he got rewarded by by scoring, but certainly I, I think comfortable is. Is an appropriate word and hopefully he he keeps getting more comfortable with that but yeah that first goal i mean that's a confident play yes that's a guy who's saying this this puck is mine and nobody else is getting it
4: well two things on that one a, a lot of guys get the puck there and they just try to drive the net and hope that they get an opportunity he slowed down he read the play and saw that the defenseman was coming and he he baited him he said all right come at me, come at me, and now I'm going to cut to the middle while you're coming at me. So he put himself in a, an area where he could shoot the puck. Now, uh, the goaltender did not control the rebound very well, and then Coburn, I, I I don't know what he's doing. I mean, your job is Pugliarvi, and he kind of does the flyby, and Pugliarvi's smart, stops in front of the net. So now Pugliarvi's got the puck in front, and again, a lot of players... Puck's there, bang it. As soon as it's there, bang it. Instead, he makes a pretty little play. Deft little move with his hands and moves the puck left to right and walks around. He's got a wide open net. So he turned a one-on-one into a wide open net backdoor goal. And that's not something that we have seen out of Yessie uh, in any of the times that we, he's been around with the Oilers. So uh, that is confident, and that's good for the Edmonton Oilers if they get. Uh, you, you said at the beginning of the year, if Yessie Poliarvi comes in here and is just a capable NHL player, not a star, just a capable NHL player, they've added yeah, to their team. It's a free player, and so far this year, it, it, it's been a. A very good pickup for the Edmonton Oilers.
3: 4-2 win tonight for the Oilers. Thanks for the call, Josh. We appreciate it. Whenever Edmonton scores five or more in a game, if only that hot shot at the end would have counted, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630ched.com. That's presented by Japanese Village Restaurants. Now offering takeout, please visit jvedmonton.ca for details. All right, you will hear from Evan Bouchard when we get back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
1: Back to the left-wing point. Russell over to Bouchard. A snap shot. Scores! Bouchard let it go from the point, and it looked like it was redirected, and the Oilers are up 4-0.
3: Yeah, Yessi Pugliarvi tipped that one for his second of the game. Oilers beat the Senators 4-2. Evan Bouchard... With his first NHL assist on the play, courtesy Mattress Superstore, here's Bouchard.
5: Uh, Evan, can you just uh, run us through your emotions playing your first game in, in two and a half years, and uh, how you felt out there?
7: Uh, it feels good to uh, you know get back playing here in uh, Edmonton. I think it, uh, you know, it took a shift or two to get back used to it, but um, in the end, I thought it was a overall good game from uh, the team. And how difficult was it just to sit for the first uh, 10, 11 games without uh, playing one? Yeah, it's really tough. I don't think uh, anybody wants to be in the stands watching the game, but I think uh, you have to make the most out of it. it's um, really, really scout out um, you know, the teams you're playing against, really learn from uh, watching. I think that's what I did uh, you know, the first 10 games. But like I said, I don't think anybody uh, enjoys uh, sitting out watching.
6: Thank you. Jason Greger, TSN 1260. Go ahead, Jason, should be able to unmute yourself.
1: Uh, sorry about that. Uh, Evan, it, you know, it's been over two years. Obviously you're older, you look more mature. Uh, Jay Woodcroft talked about the one thing I really wanted to work on you was just like your positioning on your check. And so I, I watched that tonight. Did, did you feel a lot more comfortable in that specific area? We know your puck skills, but you're defending and being on guys?
7: Yeah, I think that's another, one of the biggest things about playing in this league. You got to be uh, positionally sound and I think uh, that's something that uh, I have been working on and I think it's something that I'm going to keep working on, um, you know, as my career goes on.
1: And your ability to get a shot off with a lot of velocity, you know, just like a, it looks like a flick of the wrist. You know, it's kind of what it, one of your calling cards. Where does that come from? How are you so good at just getting the puck away quickly but with velocity?
7: um i think that's a huge part for defense is um you know that little skill i think i really started to uh, work on it back in my junior in, in london the coaches would uh, you know emphasize doing that and they would take me out uh, before practice to work on it so i think that's where it really started to excel for me
6: brian rashog tsn
2: it was a bit of a waiting game for you to get in um, what was the what was the messaging from the coaching staff kind of from the start of the season to to this point getting you into a
7: game and and how did you kind of keep yourself ready and stay patient um i think the message was go out there have fun work hard every day um you know it was just uh i think a matter of time until uh you know i got to got to play a game so it was more just staying positive enjoying myself you know it is uh NHL, it's always fun being here. So um, just staying positive, enjoying every day, learning every day, I think, is uh, you know, a big part of it.
2: It's pretty obvious, Evan, you put a tremendous amount of work into getting yourself ready. Um, you know, was, was there some payoff tonight to take all of that work and test yourself in an NHL game for the first time with maybe some of these things you've acquired, whether it's you know, get a little bit quicker or, or stronger? Was, it, was there some payoff tonight for you?
7: I think so, yeah. I think, uh, you know, like I said earlier, it took uh, a few shifts to get used to it, but I think, uh, you know, all the, the work and everything's starting to uh, pay off, and I think um, you know, I just got to keep working at it and, uh, you know, keep pushing to be, to be my best player. Jim Matheson, go ahead. Uh, can you
5: tell us how it was in Sweden then? And- what did you learn playing on a bigger ice surface there that you could take to a smaller ice surface or was it completely different?
7: Oh, it was a great experience you know, getting to um, play games. I think staying in shape was the, uh, was the biggest thing going over there and I think the big ice really helped me with, uh, with my skating and staying uh, you know, positionally sound in the, in the D zone out in Sweden because I think the, um, the big ice, the guys got a lot more room to, uh, to move around so if you're not right on them, then it's uh, you know, that much harder to, to catch up.
5: And one last question. Did you think when you played your last game
7: in 2018, you'd have to wait till 2021 before you played another one? Um, I wasn't too sure what the, uh, the timeline was going to be. I think uh, every player you know, wants, to, wants to keep playing, but I think it was a good experience for me to, to go the way I did, and I think I've learned a lot uh, through the process.
3: That is Evan Bouchard helps the Oilers beat Ottawa tonight 4-2. Shots were 25-25, so a 23-save victory for Koskin Koskinen. The Oilers get to 6-6. Six and six. Well, it, it, I, I mean, that's the one thing I really noticed, that Bouchard, he gets the shot away from the blue line, and more often than not, he gets it through. Today it led directly to a goal.
4: But you will see that f- with defensemen that come up as offensive defensemen. they're always able to get the puck through. They see the ice better. They they understand the game better offensively. They're a lot of the times more mobile so they can move their positioning, you know, east and west along the blue line to get a better shooting angle or a shooting lane. So that's not surprising. That's expected from Bouchard. I mean, you don't put the type of numbers he did up in junior and then when he went down to the minors without... The ability to get pucks through, that's what he's here for. That's, that's his calling card. So uh, it was good to see. He's very good at making plays. He understands when to jump in, when to when to stay back. Those are what offensive defensemen are good at, where Bouchard's ability to play at the National Hockey League level and be a, a contributing player this year will be what he does in his own and below the blue line? Is he capable of moving the big guys out in front of the net? Can he make the passes quick enough? Has he got quick enough feet to get back and and turn up uh, the play without getting hemmed in? Um, Can he block shots? Can he block players out? Those are all the things that all young defensemen have to learn at the National Hockey League level, and more so if you're an offensive defenseman. I was an offensive player in junior, and you you don't always learn the proper defensive techniques because you could cheat a little bit more because you usually had more leeway and you didn't have to play in your own end as much and I'm sure Bouchard was like that so there's some things that he still has to learn at this level and what, the only way the only way you can learn at this level is through gameplay because nobody in practice is going 100 miles an hour so you you learn uh, in games, and that's why at some point they're going to have to give him a, a look-see for two or three games against some quality competition to see where he's at, and then then make your decisions.
3: All right, Oilers beat Ottawa zero zero six63 is the phone number if you want to chime in tonight. Yessie Puliyarvi scores twice. You'll hear for him from him when we get back to Heartland Ford overtime open line. Okay, the Edmonton Oilers are 6-6. Six and six. They have won three in a row after beating Ottawa 4-2 tonight at Rogers Place. Now, actually a little bit of a break. They don't play again until Saturday when they take on the Calgary Flames for the first of ten meetings this season. My goodness. We have Andy on the line. Andy, thanks for staying up and giving us a call. What are you thinking, man?
5: Oh, I love the game tonight. I was so happy for Jesse to score a couple of big goals. Uh, I thought Bouchard was just, you know, a revelation. And I thought it, just his presence just seemed to pump up all the defense and something was going on tonight. But what I want to say to you guys is I noticed Leon's like a big plus 12 and, you know, Connor's like a plus one or a plus two or three. There's, there seems to be some plus minus imbalance. Should they mix up those top six guys now that Pui we Arby's going and see if
2: they can get some more balance on that five-and-five five scoring?
4: Um. Well, they yeah, they got – I don't think so. I mean, you got I McDavid think they'll and, leave it for the time being. Well, McDavid and Drysdale are 1-2 in the National Hockey League playing on different lines. Yeah,
3: he's just, yeah I think he's just saying uh, that Leon's line has been better five-on-five, five, which they have been.
4: Yeah, but is that – yeah, they have, but they're not gonna. They won't change the line at all. I don't. I don't. No.
3: I don't think they'll move the. T- I mean, I, earlier I was, you know, screaming that I wanted yeah. Nugent-Hopkins back with Drysaitel and Yamamoto. That's not gonna happen. But yeah, and if and if Puyarvi can chip in every once in a
4: while, Cahoon finally scored. So these I, are. The, yeah, these are the lines they're happy with their lines, and they've just won three in a row. And your top two players are one, two in the NHL in scoring, and. They're both plus players, so there's absolutely zero reason to change the lines. I think the combination they're, they're looking for is is
3: the bottom six, and, and yeah. we still could see, and, and I, I wouldn't even mind to see this going forward, even though Pugliarvi's taking some strides to rotate Archibald up there or, or put McDavid or Dreisaitl with, you know, Archibald, Neil, Turris, Chase, on, who's ever in those bottom six. I, I, I wouldn't mind in-game maneuvering well, like and,
4: they, and they do that. He does yeah. that all the time, which is fine. He, who's going gets to play. And I think um, the, I, I, the one nice thing when you play 11 forwards, and I don't think this is going to happen very often, is then you it's easy to flip down Leon or, or McDavid and get that extra ice time. When they do 12 players, they just sit one guy and move those guys down to get right. the extra ice time. But uh, they, I still don't know if they're comfortable with their bottom six yet. I think it was a good... I mean, Archibald, to me, is solidified on the third line, and Haas is slowly solidifying him on the third time. Cassian was quieter again tonight. There's one play that really bugged me tonight. Cassian got the puck at the red line. It was a one-on-four and doesn't dump it in, and his his linemates were all changing. He tries to beat a guy, gets picked off, and Ottawa comes back with numbers the other way. Those are things you can't do when you're a third-line player or a fourth-line player. Actually, you can, really on anyone when it's a one on four and your line mates are changing but I think they're, they're still a work in progress in the bottom six and obviously when you got a guy that scores two goals gets pulled out of the lineup um, Dave Tippett is very adamant in making sure he finds the right combinations going forward. Oilers win at 4-2. Yes he the RV, scores twice here he is.
2: Close
4: before but you finally scored
2: just take us through how it feels and tell us about the goal.
8: Yeah, he's take a couple games, get the first one. So feels pretty good. And I think the important thing to win those games. And, uh, yeah.
2: had a lengthy chat with your head coach at practice today.
8: Can you tell us what his message was to you? Uh, nothing special, just those things work hard and be positive and uh, yeah, that's kind of stuff. Jim Matheson, Post Media.
5: Uh, Jesse, you also got a two-goal game against Calgary a couple of years ago. Does it seem like a long time ago since you got that two-goal game against Calgary?
8: Yeah, uh, I think that's how many? Two, three years, so take some time. But uh, I don't know. That's good. Um, and, the, and the first goal you scored, was that the kind of goal you scored when you were back in
5: Finland as well? I mean, you came off the wing, you got the, the save, and then you got the rebound, and then you made a nice move around the goaltender. Was that the kind of goal you were scoring in Finland the
8: past year? Um, maybe a couple. I don't I don't really remember what kind of goals, but maybe. Okay, thank you. Tony Barrar,
6: Oilers TV. Yes. Yes. The games continue. Do you feel like you're getting more comfortable with your line mates, Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent-Hopkins?
8: Yeah. Uh, sometimes there is like good shift and sometimes bad shift. So the time I try to be better player and help those guys. And we try to play better, uh, like line or and team. So yeah, uh, I think is there is still stuff what we like I and we can do better so we work on that and uh, every game we try to be better
6: and what are some of the things that you need to do uh, individually to continue having success like you found over this homestand
8: Uh, I think be strong and make some plays all the time and yeah that's that's kind of stuff thank you thanks
6: Gemma Carson Smith Canadian Press
1: Yes, Um it was hard to not to notice the big smile that you had after your first goal. Was there a sense of relief that came with uh,
8: with scoring? Uh, can you repeat, please? I didn't hear. So,
1: was, was there a sense of relief that came with scoring tonight? Because your your smile was so big.
8: Yeah, uh, uh, feels good. They, uh, get the first one, and yeah, that, that's it.
1: And what did you see on the second goal? Uh, obviously, Evan had the long shot, uh, and it took a
8: lot—the uh, hand-eye coordination—to kind of deflect it. And what did you see on that play? Uh, yeah, uh take a good shot there, and uh, I tr- tried to go to net and uh, get a little tip there. So that—that's uh, kind of that kind of goals you have to sometimes do, and uh, that's that's good. That
3: is Jesse Pugliavery, who was good tonight with two goals as the Oilers win 4-2 over the Senators. So the Canadians are 7-1 and 2. The Leafs are 7-2 and 1. Winnipeg is 6-3 and 1. Then Edmonton and Vancouver both have 12 points. Edmonton has played one less game than Vancouver. Edmonton and Calgary are both 500. Calgary has three games in hand on the Oilers, so that's why I'm kind of mixing the order around a little bit there and then ottawa obviously struggling at one eight and one so i, I mean it's gonna it's gonna be tight um you know montreal and toronto looking great they're gonna have a rough patch they're gonna play each other so so only one team can win those games i i mean i think this is shaping up great i i, I think you know the orders are gonna have to do better than 500 they're gonna have to you know keep finding sweeps along the way or winning three out of four or three out of five but I I just think it's going to be so entertaining it, it's we'll see what happens with Ottawa but if Ottawa drops out of it that just might mean the other six teams are even more bunched up
4: well I, I think that this is what was expected before the season started everyone picked Toronto to win the division uh, everyone thought that Montreal was much improved and I think that what we've seen so far that Montreal does have the strongest team they got the best goaltending by far the best defense and they're pretty rock solid with with four solid lines to me they've been the best team that Scoring I've a seen a ton yeah they, they've been the be- well because they don't have any superstars but every everybody scores but Toffoli I think has eight goals yeah. just but against like the Pe- Canucks uh, Petrie's up to five yeah so it, they're they're the best team that I've seen thus far uh, mm-hmm. I think Toronto is a, a, a good team but with deficiencies and then the rest of the teams are playing are very very similar like everyone was so down on the Oilers when they're three games under 500 they're right there this is the way this division's going to be they're going to be tight all season long the oilers the flames the jets the leafs they all got their strengths they all got their weaknesses and it's on any given night which one gets the bounces so this is the way it's going to be and i'm excited by it because it's going to be close the remainder of the year there's no game that the oilers are going to play that i feel they're going to be outmanned in. I think they have a chance to win each and every hockey game.
3: And the next one is Saturday, 6:30 face-off show game at 8, Edmonton at Calgary. Don't forget, Bob Stauffer has Oilers now from noon to 2. All have inside sports from 6 to 8. The Oilers knock off the Senators 4-2. Get more on 630CHED.com or globalnews.ca. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6:30CHED. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.